0: section 11 of the lieutenant and others this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org the lieutenant and others by sapper ebenezer the goat no goat by any other name smelt as much driver robert brown as i have already remarked was an admirable man in many ways and i have frequently observed to other members of the mess that one of the things that most endeared him to me was his love of animals brown was not a beauty i admit his face was of the general utility order and he had a partiality for singing a dreadful song of which he only knew one line at least that is all we ever heard thank heaven at cockcrow neath the midday sun at eventide did he foist upon a long-suffering world with a powerful and somewhat flat voice the following despairing wail what a face! What a face! What an horrible face, Lummy! What a face she had. Occasional streams of invective issued from neighbouring dugouts. The result was immaterial. He merely appraised other portions of the lady's anatomy. Once I remember, the cook was ill brown did his work he was a good lad he always did everyone one else's work we were hungry very hungry and he stout fellow was preparing our repast hamlet sir he had murmured confidentially peas and taters and fresh meat and with his honest face shining with eagerness to prepare this epicurean banquet he had gone about his business the shadows lengthened an appetizing smell greeted our nostrils we forgave him his untoward references to his adored one's face then it happened what a nigh, what a nigh, what a norrible nigh. Lammie, there was a fearful pause and a sizzling noise. Lammie, the whole perishing homlet's in the fire. It was, and in a gallant attempt at rescue, he upset the meat in an adjacent stagnant pool. The only thing we got were the peas. "'and they rattled on the tin plates like shrapnel bullets. "'However, as I've said several times, "'he was an admirable lad, "'and a love of animals atoned for a multitude of sins. "'At least everyone thought so, "'until he adopted a goat. "'It was an animal of unprepossessing aspect "'and powerful smell.' very powerful i speak with some authority on the subject of goats for in the course of my service i have lived for a space on an abominable island set in a sapphire sea ninety per cent of its population are goats the remainder priests and without intermission in a ceaseless stream, the savour of that island flows upwards and outwards. I therefore claim to speak with authority, and Brown's goat would have held its own with ease in any community. He accommodated it in a special dugout from which it habitually escaped, generally at full speed, just as the major was passing when the major had been knocked down twice brown was accorded an interview it was a breezy little affair that interview and brown for some hours seemed a trifle dazed for some time after he was busy in the goats dugout and when i passed on my way out to a job of work that evening i found him contemplating his handiwork with pride not content with doubling its head-rope, he had shackled the goat fore and aft to pegs in the ground, one fore-leg and one hind-leg being secured by rope to two pegs firmly driven into the floor of the dugout. "'That's done you, my booty!' I heard him murmuring, and then he relapsed into his song— while the goat watched him pensively out of one eye i subsequently discovered that it was about three o'clock next morning it happened the goat having slipped its collar and pulled both pegs shot from its dugout with a goat-like cry of joy then the pegs alarmed it dangling from its legs and it went mad at least that's what the Major said. It appeared that, having conducted an exhaustive survey of a portion of the line with the General and his staff, they had returned to refresh weary nature with a portion of tongue and a bottle of fine old port, the old and bold, full of crustiness. Hardly had they got down to it, when— with a dreadful and ear-splitting noise, the goat bounded through the door of the dugout. One peg flying round caught the general on the knee. The other wrapped itself round the leg of the table. The old gentleman, under the impression that the Germans had broken through, drew his revolver, and with a great cry of, "'Death rather than dishonor!" discharged his weapon six times into the blue mercifully there were no casualties as the staff with great presence of mind had hurled themselves flat on their faces during this dangerous proceeding each shot came to rest in the crate containing the whiskey and the fumes from the liquid which flowed over the floor so excited the goat that with one awful effort it broke loose and disappeared into an adjacent cornfield i cannot vouch for all this in fact the mess as a body received the story coldly the junior subaltern even went so far as to murmur to another graceless youth that it was one way of accounting for eight bottles of whisky and two of port And that it was very creditable to all concerned that they said it was a goat and not a spotted megothorus. All I can vouch for is that when the major woke up the next day, he issued an ultimatum the goat must go alive if possible, dead if necessary. But if he ever again saw the accursed beast he personally would destroy it with gun-cotton as he really seemed in earnest about the matter i decided that something must be done i sent for brown brown i said when he appeared the goat must go what ebenezer sir he answered in dismay I do not know its name, I returned firmly, and I was under the impression that it was a female. But if you call it Ebenezer, then Ebenezer must go. He became pensive. Dead or alive, that accursed mammal must depart, never to return. It has already seriously injured the major's constitution. It has, sir. There was a world of surprise in his tone. Of course, it don't do to go playing about with it or crossing it like, but the goat has done the crossing twice at full speed. He seems a bit quiet this morning, sir, off his food like, and he's lost a bit of his tail. Brown scratched his head meditatively the fact did not surprise me but I preserved a discreet silence get rid of it this morning and see that it never returns I ordered and the incident closed at least I thought so at the time Brown reported his departure that evening and with a sigh of relief from the major the odoriferous Ebenezer, was struck off the strength with effect from that day's date. It is true that I noticed strange and mysterious absences on the part of my servant when he left carrying something in paper and returned empty-handed, and that in the back of my mind I had a vague suspicion that somewhere in the neighbourhood there still remained that evil-smelling animal looked after and fed by robert brown but as a week passed and we saw and smelt the beast no more my suspicions were lulled to rest and i dismissed the untoward incident from my mind i am always of an optimistic disposition I should say it was about ten days after Ebenezer's departure that I awoke one morning early to the sound of a violent altercation without. "'I tells you, you can't see the Major. He's in his bath.' Peering out, I saw Brown and the cook warding off two extremely excited Belgians. "'Bath? Bath? Qu'est-ce que c'est bath?' The stouter Belgian gesticulated freely. You are what you say, Dugini pas It is important, very important, that I see Monsieur le Commandant. Look here, Cully," murmured the cook, removing a clay pipe from his mouth and expectorating with great accuracy monsieur le commandant is in his bath see you're left a wait bath savez Ooh! he pointed to a bucket of water mon dieu shuddered the belgian eh bien mon ami is there another officer it is très important he was getting excited again there is a brood under the earth complainy. Ze make a oh ze word ze the word they make mean, and then we all go poof he waved his hands to heaven mean mean remarked the cook contemplatively what the deuce does he mean anyway bob we might take him on as a sparklet machine then I thought it was about time I came to the rescue. What's all the trouble, Brown? I asked, coming out of the dugout. These ere blokes, sir, he began, but as both Belgians began talking at once, he got no further. Ah, monsieur, they cried, vous du génie. I assured them I was of the engineers. Zen come vite. We are of ze artillery, and ze the Germans they make unmin nes pas We go up, poof! Our guns they go up, poof! Or mining! I cried, the Germans mining here? Impossible, Messieurs! Why we're a mile and a half behind the firing line? I regret to say I was a little peevish nevertheless they assured me it was so not once but many times strange noises they affirmed were heard in the bowels of the earth near their battery mysterious rumblings occurred they continually assured me they were going poof i went to the major he was not in a good temper He rarely is in the early morning, and the last blade of his safety razor was blunt. "'Mining here?' he barked. "'What the deuce are they talking about? "'It's probably nesting time for woodpeckers or something.' "'Oh, yes, go away and see,' in reply to my question.' anything to get those two embryo volcanoes off the premises and don't let them come back for heaven's sake so i went undoubtedly there were noises very strange subterranean noises in front of that battery moreover the sounds seemed to come from different places at times they were very loud at others they ceased the excitement soon became intense stout officers lay all over the ground with their ears pressed in the mud the commandant of the battery ran round in small circles saying poof distractedly in fact everyone said poof to everyone else it became the password of the morning then at last the crucial moment arrived. The centre of the storm, so to speak, had been located, the place where, so far as we could tell, the noise seemed consistently loudest. At that point the Belgians started to dig, and instantly a triumphant shout rent the air. The place was an old disused shaft, over and covered with a thin layer of earth at last it was open and from it there issued loud and clear a dreadful tapping a network of galleries cried an interpreter excitedly probably old shafts reaching the german lines we are lost he and the commandant had a puffing match in their despair but now the noise became greater and we heard distinctly a human voice it was at that moment the dread suspicion first dawned on me an army of men hung over the edge armed to the teeth with pistols and bowie knives tin cans and bits of brick tap tap louder and louder came the noise the poofers were silent everyone breathed hard then suddenly i heard it echoing along the hollow gallery what a face what a face what an horrible face ebenezer you parisher, where the hell are you lummy? what a face she had ze watch on ze the rhine ze sing their accursed song howled the commandant Belgium forever, jam forever it was at that moment that a stout spectator moved to frenzy by this appeal or else owing to a rush of blood to the head hurled his tin can Everyone one fired a ghastly noise rent the gloom of the well there was the sound of something departing at a great rate a heavy fall and then silence i walked thoughtfully back to my dugout, refusing the offer of making further explorations as i passed inside i met brown he was limping "'and the skin was off his nose. "'What have you been doing?' I demanded. "'I fell down, sir,' he answered. "'Brown,' I said sternly. "'Where is the goat Ebenezer?' "'Brown rubbed his nose and looked thoughtfully at me. "'Well, sir, I can't say as how I rightly know. "'He was... Further disclosures were nipped in the bud by the sudden appearance of the major. He was inarticulate with rage. Get me my revolver, he spluttered. Get me my revolver that damn goat's come back and knock me down again. But Brown had discreetly vanished. End of section 11